Psalms chapter 139. Psalms chapter 139 in verse 14. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. The psalmist said, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. The King James Version says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Now, I want you to think about that. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. The Lord's got a book on your life. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count. I can't even count them. They outnumbered the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. The Lord is with us. The Lord has a plan for us. The Lord has written the book of our life as he intends for it to be. Now you can decide that it's going to be something else. You're not robots. He's not put something in you where he's going to make you do what he has planned for your life. But there's a book recorded and, and every, every moment, every thought that the Lord has towards you, the psalmist said, I can't even number them. They're like the sand of the sea. If you, if you were to Google this, I suppose you could probably come up with many different answers, but uh, scientists tell us that the human heart beats an average over your lifespan, an average. Sometimes it's lower, sometimes it's higher, but the human heart beats an average of 80 beats per minute, which means that the average human manages... Four billion heartbeats in his lifetime. Four billion heartbeats. But a person does not die because they run out of heartbeats. They run out of heartbeats because they die. And you're going to have to choose how you live this morning. You're going to have to choose what you, what you do with the remaining heartbeats in your life. Are you here? I'm already preaching. I'll let you be seated in just a minute so you'll think I'm preaching, but I'm already preaching. I'm trying to get somebody's mind to connect here this morning. You're going to have to choose what you're going to do with the remaining heartbeats in your life. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Make contact with your neighbor. Let's pray. Father, in your name, move upon every mind, every heart. I pray, Lord, that you would move us in the direction that you want us to go. 
I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do your divine will this morning. Let your spirit, God, guide us here today. I pray for those that are watching on live stream that you would breathe life into them. I speak hope into them. I pray that your anointing, Lord, would rest upon them. Let the mighty power of God minister in every home. I pray, God, that you would let there be an apostolic convocation. Let somebody receive the Holy Ghost. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today. Restore hope in somebody here today. Lift the faith of somebody here today. And bring this church body together in perfect unity. In Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands one more time. Unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. And I want you to thank him for the heartbeats that he's given you up to this point. And the fact that he's allowed you to be in the house of the Lord today. Come on, change your countenance. Lift your praise to him. He is worthy. He's worthy of praise. Amen. You may be seated. Every moment of your life hangs on a heartbeat. Every moment. When you're doing nothing, the heart is still beating. And when you're asleep and you're disconnected, your conscious mind is disconnected to the material world, your heart is still beating. The heart is such a, a miracle organ. You know, you can, you can make your hand be still. You can make your, your legs be still. You can still your body. But while you're completely still, that heart, that muscle is still beating. Four billion heartbeats the average human will have in his life. While you're wasting time, the heart is still beating. While you're living in sin, the heart still beats. When you're full of hate, the heart is beating. When you covet, the heart is beating. When you weep, it's beating. When you're in despair, the heart is still beating. It continues to beat. Now, I'm thankful that my heart didn't stop beating in some of the lowest and worst times of my life. I'm thankful that my heart was loyal and faithful to my Body and it just kept pulsating. It's that organ on the inside of us that says time is still marching. You still have a future. Don't quit now. It's the part of us that says keep going. And people are going to decide what they do with their heart. In Noah's day, the Lord brought the flood and destroyed the world and then it repented him and he said, the heart of man is only evil continually. Now I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the thoughts that come through your mind that you can't control. Some you can control, but you can't, you can't prevent them from just coming up in your thoughts 
I want you to think of all the evil desires that you've had in your life. Let's just say it was before serving God. And the Lord recognized that the heart of man is only evil continually. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to the evil heart of humanity here this morning. And I want to I speak to that, that organ and command it to hear the word of the Lord here today. The Bible tells us that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing, piercing, even to the dividing asunder of the heart and the soul. Amen. The joints, the spirit, the soul, the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word is cutting when it comes across. You have to decide whether you're going to continue to wax your heart in to prevent the word of the Lord from penetrating your spirit or open up and say, God, I give up. I'm going to give the rest of my heartbeats and my life to you. The Bible said during the time that he was releasing Israel from Egyptian bondage that, praise God, that there were plagues that came to Israel or came to, uh, came to Egypt and Pharaoh's heart was hardened and the Lord hardened his heart ten times. Now, I used to wonder why did the Lord continue to harden his heart. And just this morning while I was in pre-service prayer, I was asking and pondering that very question. And the Lord said, it's very simple. Because of all of the years that he kept my people in bondage. He said, I didn't just want him to pay one level of the price. But he was reaping what he sowed. And so on ten levels... I brought curse after curse upon him, and I was the one. He thought that I had no control over his heart. But he decided the direction of his heart all of those years while he was punishing my people and keeping them in bondage and slavery. And so I hardened his heart. You don't ever want to get to a place where God has to harden your heart. Now, we decide what we're going to do with what gets in here. We can't prevent what comes in here. But, but we decide what goes from here into here. Because I've seen people that had evil thoughts that materialized, and they sat down in their heart, and their heart became evil. I've known people that had, that had thoughts of jealousy and discontent and bitterness and things that that started up here and eventually they made their way down to their, to their heart. And so you're going to have to let the Lord begin to work on your heart this morning. You're going to have to let him chisel through all of the hardness that is there, that, that pushback that you have against God that says, now, I, I, I'm not that kind of person. I can't live that way. I can't, I can't. You know, I can't serve God in that way. You're going to have to let God begin to break things open in your heart. Amen. Because you only, you only have a certain amount of heartbeats as you allow your heart to become harder and harder. It is my assertion here this morning, and I believe I have plenty of scripture 
Uh, to back that up, though, I won't waste the time to, to give all of Scripture that we see. Uh, the fact that when your heart is hard, your heartbeats will be fewer and death will come sooner. If you choose death in your life, you only have certain, a certain amount of heartbeats to get it right. In Genesis chapter 26 and verse 41, the Bible said Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. How many times have you seen people hate you because of your convictions and because of the anointing of God on your life? That's an Esau spirit. He said he hated him because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, I don't know if you know it, but your heart has a voice. He said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. Be careful about the things that you allow in your heart to get to other people. Be careful about the things that are settling there toward people. Amen. If you hold on to that grudge long enough, it's going to become a part of the DNA of your heart. And I don't know if you realize it or not. I think you do, but that heart pumps things to the rest of the body. And so if you want to poison your spirit and you want to eventually poison your body, because I believe poison in the spirit will poison the body at some point, if you want to do that, just go ahead and harden your heart. Amen. But if you want to be healthy and if you want to have peace, if you want to have joy, if you want to, if you want to live a life of blessing, you're going to have to let God weed some things out of your heart this morning. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise and thank him. Thank him that he has been with you to this point in your life. In Genesis chapter 20 and verse 1, the Bible said, Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said unto Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. Same thing he did with Pharaoh in Egypt. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said unto him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he unto me, She is my sister. And she, even she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that, thy, that uh, are thine. There is something about the heart of humanity, the sincerity of the heart. God looks upon the sincerity of the heart. 
even when we are not as righteous as we should be, there is a sincerity that the Lord is looking for. I wonder if the Lord scans this place today. Is there any sincerity in the place? Or did we just come to the house of the Lord to just kind of get our church out for the week? Is there anybody in here that says, God, I've got some things that I'm doing here that I should not be doing. But Lord, you see the integrity of my heart. I've made some mistakes that I should have not have made, but you surely see the integrity of my heart. There's something about me, Lord, that wants to please me. I've made some bad mistakes. I've made some bad decisions lately, but there is something in my heart, Lord. If you could just look upon my heart and realize there is integrity there, and the Lord is going to look at you and say, hey, even when you decided not to live for me, I saw the integrity of your heart, and you don't even know what I have kept you from. Come on, some of you need to realize that the Lord has kept you from some things because of the sincerity of your heart. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for somebody that says somewhere, some way, I've got to give every heartbeat to the Lord even when I'm in my darkest hour and even when I'm in my lowest valley. Well, come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. I wonder, is there anybody thankful that you made it to the house of the Lord? Come on. I wonder, is there anybody that would praise him, not with a nonchalant praise, but with passion to say, God, if it had not been for your grace, where would I be here today? Oh, hallelujah. I feel his presence. The Bible tells us, Jesus tells a parable in Matthew chapter 13 and in John chapter 12 about four soils but one seed. There's only one seed. This is the seed. Jesus said that the seed in that parable was the word of God. The seed that gets implanted in the heart of people. From the very first time that you pick up the word of God, a seed is planted. The very first time that you hear a preacher or a teacher Teach and preach the word of God. A seed is planted. And there, is, there are all kind of external forces and internal forces that are trying to prevent that seed from coming to fruition and from growing into the, the tree that it should be. And so he tells this, this parable about the seed that fell on stony ground. That's the hard heart where, where the word of God could not take root. That seed fell among thorns where they allowed the cares of life to come and choke out the seed that had been planted in their heart. And then there is, there is the seed that was sown by the wayside that kind of came in and left before it could even take root. That, that soil is the heart. The seed is the word of God and the soil is the heart. He said, but then there is, there is good ground that if it falls on good ground, that it's going to produce and some it will produce 30 fold and some 60 fold uh, and some a hundred fold. I've said this many times before. I want to be a hundred fold saint of God. I want the word of God to produce something in my life. 
I don't know what it is that's holding you back from serving God this morning, uh, but I'm trying to preach the word of God. I'm trying to put a seed in your spirit, uh, and if you can just allow it to fall on good ground, somebody just needs to tell the Lord right now, God, I'm going to open up my heart right now. I only have so many heartbeats, uh, and I choose life and not death. Uh, if I choose death, uh, my heartbeats are going to be limited, God, uh, but I want every heartbeat to belong to you. I wish I could get somebody's attention here today and tell you that God's word can transform you far beyond your furthest imaginations. But he said there was people in Israel that, that thought they knew it all. Well, I don't need any more of that. I don't need any revelation. You know, I belong to this church. I'm part of this religion. I identify with this this kind of religious label, that's not what God's looking for. They, they put up a wall and they, they closed their heart off and they said, I've got all of God that I ever wanted to have. And he said, it was these people, according to John 12 and 40, that he, that had, blind, he had blinded their eyes and he hath hardened their heart. I'll say it again. You don't ever want to get to a place where God finally just hardens your heart. He says, you think you know it all? I'll harden your heart so that the seed of the word of God cannot penetrate your heart anymore. He said that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. The conversion, the healing that, wants, that God wants to bring into your life comes with the understanding of the heart. There's something that happens when the word of God gets in your heart. There is an understanding that comes. There is a revelation that comes. There's something that begins to happen that says, I don't need that world anymore. I don't need that life anymore. I don't want to live like that anymore. I'm speaking to the integrity of somebody's heart. And I'm telling you that before you ever turned your eyes toward God, he saw your heart and he was looking at you. He's looking to implant the word of God in your heart this morning to bring about a change I'm preaching to somebody here today that is living in sin sin may have hardened your heart but don't let God have to harden your heart well hallelujah Jeremiah 17 and 9 the heart is deceitful above all things it'll tell you you're saved when you're not saved hello It'll tell you you don't need to pray when you need to pray. It'll tell you it's okay to hate them when you clearly know that it's not. It is deceitful above all things, and it is desperately wicked who can know it. The Lord is the only one that can discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. In Ezekiel 36 and verse 26, this is the promise that he gave to the people of Israel. He said there's coming a time when it's not going to be just legalities and you just obeying the, the precepts of the law. There is going to come a time when my spirit is going to fill your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. When my anointing is going to come down upon you and destroy every yoke. And you're going to decide to open up your heart because I am going to put a new heart a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart. Everybody say, Lord, take it away. Everybody say, Lord, take it away. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. 
You're, you're different than everything else in nature. You're not like the rocks and the trees. They are what they are. They don't have a way of transforming themselves. On the inside of you is a living organ that pulsates, that says, I need God in my life. I feel the Lord reaching right now. There is this part of you that's beating every day of your life. It is pumping that blood in your life. It's the part of you that says, if you'll reach for me, I'll reach for you. It's the part of you that says, God, I need understanding. I'm tired of the drugs. I'm tired of the alcohol. I'm tired of my promiscuity. I'm tired of the things that are keeping me back from the house of the Lord. I'm preaching to some backslid young person here this morning. And I'm telling you that if you'll just let God get a hold of your heart, the answer is not out there. I don't care what you've been through in your home. I don't care what the enemy has tried to do to your mind. There is a God in this place uh, that will say to you if you'll turn to me uh, if you'll give your heart over to me uh, I will give you a heart of flesh uh, and what you couldn't feel I'm going to cause you to feel what you didn't know I'm going to cause you to know what you preach with me right now come on there is an understanding that's coming to the people of God here he sees the integrity of somebody's heart well hallelujah come on I'm almost done but I'm trying, I'm reaching, I'm reaching desperately back into some pew somewhere trying to get a hold of somebody's heart. You got to get to a place where you cease taking life for granted. Life is but a vapor that appears for a moment's gone tomorrow. You have to stop wasting it. You have to stop mistreating it. You have to, you have to start treating it. You have to stop treating it as something less than the miracle that it is. Life is a miracle, and it happens in the heart. Spiritual life is a miracle, and it happens with a change of heart. You have to stop allowing your life to be given to sin. And what is less than the will of God? It's very simple. Lord, I want to do your will. That's what it sounds like. Lord, I want to do your will. I've been through a bunch of mess, but I want to do your will. I don't know how to get there from here, but I want to do your will. I, 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 want, I want to be saved. I don't want to be lost, God. But, but all of this stuff that's happened in my life, uh, I need a miracle in your life. You've got a miracle in your life. It's called your heart. And your heart is reaching for him right now. On the exterior, there's some people that are putting up a brave front here today. But your heart is reaching for him. You, you treasure. You, you need to start treasuring the existence of the life that God has given you. Come on. Come on, I need some people in the, in the house of the Lord to help me preach right now. You understand that there's somebody in this place uh, that this may be their last opportunity. You have to start to stop throwing away the moments that God has given you uh, to come to him. You have to stop walking out of the church house uh, as if you've got uh, however many more heartbeats. Uh, you may only have 10 more heartbeats uh, and you've got to give God your heart this morning. Got 
to start treating your life and your time as a treasure. Stop throwing your life away. Stop wasting your heartbeats. Stop wasting the moments that God has given you. There is a miracle that God wants to do in your life this morning, but he can't do it unless you give him your heart. I'm still reaching. I'm still reaching. I need some people to help me right now. I'm still reaching. Come on, the enemy has warred against you. The enemy has done everything he can to drag you to hell. But if you give him your heart, the Lord's about to erase everything that the enemy has implanted in your life. He's about to plant a new seed in your life. He's about to do a miracle in your life. Come on, let down your wall, let down your will. Surrender your will and say, today, I've got to have it today. I can't go another day without you, Jesus. My God, I wish somebody would respond. I'm not, I'm not talking to the church right now. I'm talking to somebody who's away from God, who knows what's right. I'm preaching to you here today that God is after your heart. Come on, let's worship. Come on, let's worship. Come on, let's worship. The presence of the Lord is here. Come on, right now, I want everybody praying. I want everybody worshiping. You're going to have to decide to live a life that is worthy of every heartbeat. Every heartbeat belongs to you, Jesus. My life belongs to you. Would you close your eyes and would you open your mouth and would you tell him that? Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I need some intercessors. We don't need one single person to walk out of this place today without being right with God. Yes, come on prayer warriors, help me. I'm preaching to some vagabond out there. I'm preaching to a prodigal. I'm preaching to one lost sheep here today. I'm preaching to a lost coin lost in the house. In Jesus' name, I don't care. I don't care how many times you failed him. I don't care how much abuse you've been through. I don't care how many times uh, that you've wanted to give up. Uh, I don't care how many times thoughts of suicide have run through your mind. God is after your heart here today. The next heartbeat belongs to him. You don't have to wait another hundred heartbeats. You can do it now. You can open your mouth now. Come on, greater faith. If you understood what the Lord was doing, you'd help me. My God. Somebody needs to be brave enough to say, I'm not embarrassed. I've given my last heartbeat to the world. I've given my next heartbeat to Jesus. Somebody ought to come running out of your pew. If you're not where you want to be, if you're not where you need to be, 
it's somebody it's time for somebody to make your way down to the front of this building and say me and you Jesus in the integrity of my heart I know what's right I'm going to do the will of God here today come on church come on church I know some of you are totally disconnected today because this wasn't your message but the Lord is trying to bridge the gap between them and somebody's eternity come on come on young person come on husband and wife in the name of Jesus come on it's time to get rid of the hardness of your heart it's time to get rid of the hardness of your heart in Jesus name I want you to fill the front come all the way to the front in Jesus name Jesus, Jesus, come on, come on. I need some intercessors right now. Sometimes we only have one shot at people. We can't just go through the motions here. I need somebody to get under the burden of the Lord in the name of Jesus. I need, I need somebody to do what the man of God preached Thursday night and have compassion. I need somebody to have compassion. Oh,